Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, your go-to source for all things Disney. Today, Nicole, Renee, and I are thrilled to share exciting news regarding the new Tron Light Cycle Run that is opening at Magic Kingdom. We're here to give you a sneak peek into what you can expect from this thrilling attraction. So let's sit back and join us on an adventure through the futuristic world of Tron that opens tomorrow, April 4th. It's so exciting to have something new at the park. And I feel like anyone who's been over the last few years has just been watching it slowly be built. So I know there's a lot of excitement behind this attraction. Yeah, it is going to be such an amazing thing. I know it's been fun following all the people mover photos and things like that. And for any like 80s baby who I never knew what the Tron movie was, but my husband apparently ran around with bike helmets and frisbees and really jacked for it. Yeah, like it it is like this cult classic and then it being remade in the 2000s, you know, made people more excited about it. And, you know, my son made me sit down and watch both of them. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So I will say it's pretty cool to see the technology behind it and, um, For those that don't know, the history behind it is this is a movie from like 1982 that um, I like the biggest name from it was Jeff Bridges, which he was in both. (laughs) Um, And then they revamped it in 2010 and Shanghai Disney actually opened with um, the light cycle power run ride then and it was like so cool and everybody wanted it and we kind of demanded it and then how many million years later that we've been watching it being built we now get to experience it with really cool stuff so um and bridget is actually ridden the ride so i'm very excited to hear all about you know your experience with that as well yeah yeah we did we wrote it twice we did a, a cast member preview first in the evening one day and then we did an annual pass holder preview and it was during the day so we've ridden it twice and we loved it our 10 year old got to ride it the second time around so i also have a a kid's perspective on the ride as well what she thinks about it and i know that we've been watching this get delayed over the pandemic and so now that we're finally here it's really exciting And right now we have a couple of entrances to the ride. Um, At this time, we're only using the one in Tomorrowland. It's kind of right beside Space Mountain. That's where we're going in. And then they made us exit right beside the Barnstormer. So you walked alongside the railroad tracks there um, for the railway. And then the, the Barnstormer was on the left. And that's how they had you exit. I'll be interested to see how that changes once it officially opens up tomorrow. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the the ride seat, because I think that's what a lot of people are seeing um, videos of, and they're interested in knowing about accessibility for the ride as well. Um, but the main uh, ride vehicle, you are restrained leaning forward over the body of this motorcycle type vehicle. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Flight of Passage, but it's a lot more restrictive. It's a lot tighter if you can even imagine that because sometimes Flight of Passage <laughs> gets you from the back there, but it, it is very restrictive. And then once you sit down in order to bring the restraints up behind you, you pull on this handlebar. The handlebar 
the handlebar grips are really uncomfortable, those super scratchy, um, but you pull them down and then that's what locks into place. Um, I know that there has been some concern about whether or not this ride would be accessible for people of all sizes or if anybody had any type of um, mobility issues, but I, I am really happy to report that there are accessible light runner car vehicles and those are located at the end of select trains and they'll accommodate guests who um, cannot ride comfortably on the regular light cycles now is it true bridget that like a lot of it is like the spacing of your knee like the knees and the bend the back of your knee bending and kind of like scooting back because it looks like that could be something too just for people that have like bending issues or things like that where that you think that they would the accessible seating would be a better option for them yeah and if you have large calves i think that's where it will be an issue too what the first time that we rode there was a man sitting in front of us and he was not a large person by any means he just had very large calves and it after the ride was over you could see the indentation on the back of his leg where how tight it was and so yeah i think if you have you know larger calves i think if um if that is a concern at all, it's no problem. They'll just take you off of that vehicle and put you on an accessible one. And now Bridget, I know you said you rode twice. Yeah. I had a few guests who did the soft opening and they paid for the lightning lane, but they specifically said, cause I helped them grab it. You know, we want to go at night. Yeah. We want to experience Tron at night. Mm -hmm. I know you did day and night. Can you just tell yeah. us kind of how it differs and what you preferred? Yeah. So we, the first time that we rode it, it was in the evening. And what I love about riding in the evening is the canopy that, you know, this canopy that we've all been seeing for years now, it lights up and it'll um, change colors. And so just the way that the canopy looks at night is awesome. You're outside for a split second. So it's not a large portion of the ride where you are outside, but riding in the evening is awesome. The second time we rode it, um, we rode it with our daughter and it was during the day. It was fun. It was equally as fun, but I think I definitely do per, um, prefer it in the evening. And it's a really smooth ride, right? Like it's, I think it's oh, like yeah. a minute it's clocking in, but it's, it's yeah. going to be one of the fastest coasters there. Yeah, I think, um, so like in terms of intensity, it is not as intense as what Guardians is over in Epcot. There are no big drops. And so I enjoy thrilling rides, but I do not like big drops. And so this is perfect for me. Um, I, we loved that part of it. So it, it's more of just a smooth curving motion. And then when you get inside the, the, the building, it's these amazing lights and sounds that are happening. And it's, it's a really, really cool experience. Now you do have to be 48 inches to ride this. Um, and so keep that in mind and you'll definitely utilize rider swap. Um, if you have kids that are under that eight, that that height and they still would like to ride. One thing that I, I do, I should also bring up is bag storage. This is not a ride that you're going to be able to bring your bags on. Um, you will be putting them in lockers. And I was feeling a little nervous about that part because I knew going into it, I wasn't going to be able to keep my fanny pack on me. You can't have anything. We took our hats, we took our phones, our sunglasses that were hanging on our shirts, everything went into this locker. And on one side, you use your magic band and you 
pick a number, they'll tell you what number you're going to go to, which um, area. If it's the 300s, 400s, you pick a number that you can remember <laughs> and then <laughs> you put your items in the locker and then it locks and then you'll ride the attraction. And then immediately after you get off, you're going to turn a corner and then you're on the other side of the lockers. You scan in to the locker that corresponds with the number that you have remembered and uh, the, the, it'll open once you scan your ban or your key to the world card. And if you don't have either one, I've heard that they'll give you a paper ticket as well, yes, right? Yes, they will. Yeah. And if you have any issues, there's there were tons of cast members standing there. There was also um, an, an area where if you forgot your number, you could scan your ban there and it'll tell you your number. So, I mean, it's okay, but I just try to pick a number that I know that I can remember. And Nicole, you've had, I know you said you've helped people like with getting things set up for the soft opening. Can you just tell us a little bit about as far as like the lightning lane and like all our options to get to ride? Because it's not going to have a standby queue. No. So it's going to also have a virtual queue like Rise of the Resistance did, like Cosmic Rewind currently does. So it's one of those things, if this is going to be a priority ride for you, um, those standby, the virtual queues, getting those boarding groups, those go by in seconds. So I would say, you know, definitely if you're purchasing Genie in the morning, sort of prioritize like, all right, if my number one pick maybe say is Big Thunder Mountain, I would do the virtual queue, you know, try to get that boarding group first and then try and make your Genie Plus selection. Um, the family I did it for, and you'll have this option too, if you don't want to do either the virtual queue or let's say you miss it, your other option is it's going to be an individual lightning lane attraction. So you can actually pay to ride that. The benefit with that and what my guest wanted to do, it was um, all, all it's funny, it was all adult couples who were all jazzed to go down and ride Tron. So they wanted to ride it at night, Bridget, for the same reason that you said they wanted to see that canopy mm -hmm. all lit up. So it's nice because then you can pick your return time. The other thing I've told families too, um, because I did have someone there go with a kiddo and they were on the fence about whether their child would ride. So I always say like, if you decide to wait until after you see it, you may miss your chance. You'll definitely miss your chance with the boarding group and likely it's going to be sold out with the paid attraction. I always say if you pay for it and your kiddo gets there and it's like, I'm not going to ride this, just find the guest experience teams and they're easily identifiable by looking for those blue umbrellas. They'll reimburse you like they they get it. They understand. But I always say it's better to have it. And then cancel it than not to be able to ride it, because right now, you know, Renee, as you just said, there's not going to be a standby line and who knows when they're going to you know, have a standby line for that attraction. So make sure you're in that virtual queue prior to 7 a.m. Some of the tips that I like, I always make sure it's the only app open on my phone and I disconnect if I'm on property. I don't use the hotel Wi-Fi. I just rely on my cell phone signal so that as soon as I'm watching my phone turn from 659 to 7, I'm refreshing and I'm hitting join that boarding group and then and then hopefully getting a great return time. <laughs> One thing I will also note, that's a good point that if you have a child, you've purchased it and you could go to guest experience it and they can refund you. You can also do that on the chat feature on your app. So the last time we were at Disney World, we were in Epcot and we had purchased an uh, individual lightning lane for Guardians of the Galaxy. My daughter wasn't feeling well at the end of the day. So we just decided, you know what, we're going to go back. 
we're gonna go back to the room and all of the guest experience umbrellas in the evening were gone everybody had closed up shop and they were gone uh, for the day and so i hopped on the app and i did the chat feature and by the time we walked from um epcot to our yacht club room we had our money refunded that's great and there's some really cool stuff that not only like i know like the everyone's excited for the merch bridget you said the merch wasn't the, the new there. store was not open yet yeah. they have an amazing photo pass opportunity too i don't know if your family got to do it i know i've we seen did. like it's hit or miss but i haven't um, seen the movies though so i had no idea what we were doing they gave us this circle light up thing and they were like hold this and i'm like what is this <laughs> <laughs> I know I had to ask. Apparently it's an identity disc. Oh, okay. I had so no idea. I was just holding it. So it was a good picture. But it's worth to stop afterwards, yes. right? Yes. And look for your photo pass person, especially yes. if you have like memory maker or whatnot. It's a cool way to commemorate yes. it. And I think again, like at night, that's yes. probably gonna be the key time mm -hmm. to do that, I would imagine. Yes. They right? had photo pass set up at the Tron sign when you walk in, and then once you exit the ride the 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 light up ring thing um it was to the side so they had a couple of opportunities there is there an on-ride photo as well we didn't see it we didn't have one i i was checking our memory maker to see if it if it showed up because now your ride photos are included with genie plus so i'll be interested to see that i'm not exactly sure yeah, I've seen my guests have the ride photos and, you know, they're like the cutest couple. They're like, we asked for the front row. We got our pictures. <laughs> oh, yay! We, yeah, they love they were like living their best life. So they loved it. Oh, and it's going to have a new little snack booth, too. You know, I had to do all the food stuff. <laughs> that was the first thing I wanted to find out. Um, they're going to yeah, they're going to have some fun little bites. They're calling them digital dumplings. Um, they're going to have beef and broccoli and buffalo chicken filling in them, which sound Ooh. delicious. They have chocolate cake donut holes, a strawberry ice o foam. I'm not quite sure what that's going to mm. shake out like, but yeah. and then a watermelon refresher. So they're all very much themey, that whole kind of digital in the grid theming that's going to go with it. So, um, you know, there'll be some fun stuff there, too. So, I, again, I think if you're super into the the movie and know the background a little bit better than i don't i don't know nicole have you seen the movies no I, so I we not. we are like we're the experts on the ride but not the movies you know it's it's funny because i feel like their newest attractions now guardians of the galaxy mm -hmm. i'm into so that i understand totally. but like some of their biggest newest thrill rides you know i would say like and i know i'm going to probably offend a lot of people i'm not the biggest star wars fan in the world <laughs> I can appreciate what goes into Star yeah. Wars Galaxy's Edge, but for my husband, who's a huge Star Wars fan, like he really loves that, right? Yeah. And like mm -hmm. I loved all of the little touches at Guardians because I felt like every time you heard the main character sort of chime in or, you know, they're commenting through the ride, like I really appreciated that. And so I feel like for those who do have that cult following with Tron, they're really mm -hmm. going to appreciate the details that went into action. Yeah. So I think that's going to be great. Now, Bridget, I'm I'm curious because Cora is like our boots on the ground kid. I feel like yeah. in a lot of things. What was her experience with it? What did she think? 
so she's really grown. She's 10 now. And when she started going to Disney World when she was 16 months old, you know, we didn't ride a lot. And then we didn't really push her to ride a lot of thrill rides until she was ready. And so she's done Flight of Passage. She's done all of the Star Wars stuff. Now we've moved up to Guardians of the Galaxy. So we were interested to see how this compared. Um, she still ranks Guardians number one. Nice. Um, and Hagrid's at Universal number two. <laughs> But Tron was number three on her list. Oh she my gosh. Really yeah. That's, she did. that's a coveted spot right there. That's a big deal to be top three, but she, she did. She really enjoyed it. Um, she felt very safe in the ride vehicle. I think safety is a big deal for her, especially because typically when we are on a ride, um, we like to be side by side so she can lock arms with me. And this wasn't a ride that you can do that. You are kind of by yourself. And that's why she prefers Space Mountain at Disneyland over Space Mountain at Disney World because you're two by two instead of single file. Um, but she felt very safe, very secure, and it was really, really fun. She also doesn't love really big drops. So this was perfect. It was super fast and smooth and it was great for her. But if you have a timid kid, just know the launch is incredibly fast. It's like incredibly. 60 miles an hour, right? Yeah. I think. Yes. And you are, you immediately go outside and up and around uh, the canopy area. So it is incredibly fast. Now, Bridget, I know you compared this to the seats at Flight of Passage and I watched your video and I found that really helpful that you put on social media to show how it yeah. works. For guests who don't like Flight of Passage and don't like that seat, would you recommend Tron or trying it? Or like, you know what I mean? Does it feel different just one's a coaster and one is stationary? Or if you don't like that feeling, are you not going to like Tron? So there's a couple of, of things that I would recommend. There are two seats sitting outside before you even get in queue that you can try to sit in. So I would sit in that seat. I would pull the handlebars to you and I would kind of decide how you feel about it. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, but you still want to ride the ride, do the accessible seats. Say I am uncomfortable riding the light cycle. I'd like to ride um, the accessible seat. And so, you know, I think that that is a good option, but, um, this is much, you are leaned much more forward in this ride than you are on flight of passage. And I think a good thing to think about is if somebody has ridden flight of passage where you are in a big group, you're in kind of like the stadium seating, but on your individual banshee, yeah. um, this ride was created for the individual rider's experience. Yes. So um, like like you said, where people want to be side by side or whatnot, you mm -hmm. really are pretty spaced apart from each other. So with yeah. little ones, I think that's a great tip to just mm -hmm. kind of be prepared for that with that um, seating before you get in. I could probably hold her hand if I wanted to, but she had a death grip on those. Um, <laughs> she didn't care how much they were uncomfortable. <laughs> she, she was holding on to those handlebars for dear life. So that was not going to happen, but it was an option if she wanted it. <laughs> I, I feel like Cora and I have the same ride style. Yeah. I think I could see myself being white knuckles on it. Yes. You got to do more Star Wars though, Nicole, to ride with Cora. <laughs> <laughs> she loves her Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I said I appreciate it. I said I wasn't into it no. as much as 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 much as the others. Yeah. Uh, but no, and you know, the one thing that I love too, because I know you had mentioned it's 48 inches. 
there are only two attractions in the four park that are 40, 48 inches. And the other one right now is rock and roller coaster, which isn't, which isn't open. So I do think Disney really is focusing on, and I think they've found a wonderful mix of keeping it like family friendly thrills, but also keeping in mind the older kids that are looking for more excitement without having to do like four corkscrews over the water and, you know, six different launches. So I am excited to see sort of how, you know, this, this will appeal to those teens that are maybe looking for more of the thrills mm -hmm. um, as opposed to the classic attractions. You know, if this is, you know, if, if this is going to make them more excited about, you know, coming to the theme parks. I actually have a family that I'm planning for right now and they uh, were going to skip Magic Kingdom because they have older kids and they were thinking, you know what, we're going to focus in on other things. But with Tron, Big Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain, those things that definitely changed their mind a little bit to at least consider the park. Well, cool. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to enter the grid and try it. And I know, Bridget, you're probably excited to go back and ride it. I'm going to go back. I know. <laughs> I know. We're excited. We have... um. We have our big family trip in August and my family keeps warning me. They're like, do not go back and ride it before us. Aww. And I was like, I can't promise you that that's not. <laughs> <laughs> so because we did the Guardians preview. And so, you know, they're like, we're supposed to do it together. And I was like, no, you take too long to take a vacation. That's right. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the My Mickey podcast. We hope you enjoyed our talk all about the new Tron Light Cycle run at Magic Kingdom. And be sure to stay tuned for our next episode because we are talking about my favorite festival at Epcot, the International Flower and Garden Festival. And we're going to bring you tips and news all about the world of travel. And of course, if you're planning your next vacation to the most magical place on earth, don't forget that our team of dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel are here to help you. And we will make sure that your trip is filled with just unforgettable memories. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you real soon.